and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us again today on the One SMFC podcast. This is a program where we come together with real stakeholders in our district community. And we try to sit down and just have a conversation about what we're doing and why we're doing it. My name is Diego Ochoa, and I'm the superintendent of the San Mateo Foster City School District. And today's episode is actually, it's, it's kind of special. Will you guys give yourselves a round of applause? I'll, I'll tell the audience in, in a minute. But yeah, go ahead. Let them hear you clap. Yeah. Um, we have a couple of people that aren't from the great state of California, and they're going to introduce themselves to you all, starting with. Hello, my name is Catherine Childs, and I'm with an organization called Restorative Solutions. We provide restorative practices, training, and consulting in schools, universities, and in criminal justice. And we're based out of Boulder, Colorado. And I'm a principal and a lead trainer with the organization. Thank you. Very important work. And And I am Randy Compton um, in Boulder. Been doing this work for, gosh, 35 years, but... I do have to say uh, that I am from California. Is that right? Yes, I Where? am. Where? Um, Los Gatos, Saratoga. Okay. I know the, the superintendent there is a friend of mine, so I'll have him uh, look up your transcripts and just start digging into that, see what kind of student we're dealing with here. You know, this is my business. I'm an educator. I have to always know, what, what are we talking about GPA-wise? Right. Is it, were you on the rise? Were you, were you at promise or were you excelling? <laughs> so let's get that one. Yeah. I'll find out. Don't worry. Okay. Um, and you, but and you're from. You live in Colorado now. I live in Boulder. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. so you, you're, um, you're here in San Mateo, Foster City. Um, our families know that for the last five years we've been on a journey towards a more equitable, more just system of practices to use with students. And our goal has been to try to um, interrupt the school to prison pipeline. It's been to try to um, create school environments where kids are listened to, where kids care about one another, where the dynamic between the adults and the students is more about learning and mentorship and growth and less about power and punishment and exclusion. How's that sound to the two of you? Like music Good. to my yeah, ears. Yeah, you guys are you're being well. real, you're being real shy in here, but yeah. I, I think the bells are going off. Um, and and both of you play a different role in how this gets spread throughout uh, this country. And and you're here because we sought out a relationship with Restorative Solutions to do some very important work. So start by just explaining the kind of coaching or the kind of training that you all provide school districts, and I'll start with you. Thank you. Yeah. So um, our philosophy really is based in the fact that in order to achieve even academic success, we really need to build communities of safety, belonging, and trust. So that's where we start. We support our school and district communities. How do they go about doing that? Um, how do they evaluate their needs in that regard? And we're looking at the relationships between teachers and students, among students, staff to their administrators, and really what are the relationships that are important to creating that safety, belonging, and trust? Well, and I like how you start with those three terms because any educator listening to those three terms will think to themselves, if I could just have that with my coworkers and with my boss, that would be an amazing starting point. So I imagine that's part of what you all work on and, and talk to our staff about. 
Yeah, so that, I would say, is around the staff culture and climate. And we were just speaking in our training this morning about how that is so important, is what is the nature of our staff culture and climate. And you all are here, you're here for five days, right? Five yeah. Days. That's, that's a long time. That's Make sure we get you out to the right places to eat here. <laughs> make sure you get a real taste for the area. But you're here with a pretty small group of people. We have an infrastructure in the district where we have basically four middle schools that we sort of define as middle schools, even though one of them is a K-8. And, and these four middle schools have a teacher on special assignment for student support. And each middle school has a teacher on special assignment for restorative practices, Yay. right? So we created that position, we funded it. Uh, as far as an initiative goes, it's a $1.6 million per year initiative, just those positions. Randy, you're in here with these folks for five days. Mm -hmm. what's, what's it like in there? Because you all are doing some pretty deep, you know, sort of introspective, but also thinking about the school community work. What, what's that environment like with such a small group and, and uh, yourself and your partner here doing the training? Well, it's a real privilege to be here and to be with passionate people. I mean, I think that's what we have seen. They are all engaged. They're curious. Some of them have some previous experience that they can bring in. Um, we've got a TOSA that used to be a principal for many years. Wow. So it's, it's, um, it's a great group. And they're beginning to see, okay, what, how am I going to start? What's my role here? How are we going to get this going? But there is such enthusiasm. Well, because I, they've seen, they've I like seen that the you stories. put it that way because yeah. what we're asking them to do, we're asking them to do different things. Yeah. We're, we're saying how we worked through issues two years ago isn't the way we're going to do it this year. And what we did five years ago is not the way we're going to handle business in the future. And it really requires a, an individual to receive training on how to do that. It's not just a mindset shift. You know, we need that too. We want them to think in a new way about kids and relationships and, tr as you said, safety, belonging, and trust. But we're actually teaching them skills, right? We're showing them what to do. And I think the next piece of that, uh, so that would be the proactive piece, right? Yes. Is building those communities. That's the prevention end. And then the next piece of that is what do we do when there are fractures in those relationships and that sense of safety, belonging, and trust is broken, either as a community or among individuals, such as between a teacher and a student. Wow. What's a way that we can respond to that that is really still relationship focused and what are the strategies that we can use to support the repair of those relationships. It's powerful. Our, our school board in 2020 adopted resolution 02-2021 um, calling for uh, specific systemic changes to address the school to prison pipeline and one of their key initiatives in that resolution was training on restorative practices. So everything you just described was something our school board asked for three years ago. And think about where we're, where we're at today. You two are here today, but we have eight people, nine, ten people over in the, in the training room receiving this training. It's taken years. It's taken us years to get to this point. But we're at that, that starting point of getting true reform into our middle schools. We've already seen major changes in terms of climate and culture because we did some training with all of our staff last year and more training this summer. So even though we're going very deep with a small group of people, 
for five days. We've done major training for, I think you all trained close to four or 500 people this summer, isn't it? Yeah, we did a training in June for one group, and then we had a second group in August. Several hundred people. Yeah. Right? This, these yeah. are big groups of, of folks we're talking most about. Most of the staff. And you trained all the administrators. We did one-day yeah. training with the administrators, kind Probably. of an overview, so we're yeah. hoping to continue to go back with them just oh, yeah. so they've got the skills. Like but, every uh, teacher I've ever known, you just want more time. Just, hey, one day was good, yeah. but what about my second and third and fourth day? Well, and the way that our training is structured is we generally have a two-day restorative practices in schools, which is the tier one for teachers up through the first intervention technique in a classroom, and then... Right. We have restorative uh, mediation and conferencing for those who are working in the tier two arena. Right. And then uh, today and tomorrow, we're working with that group that you've talked about on the implementation strategies. And it's, it's very exciting to hear about these, about the sequence that you all set up and, you know, having looked through all of the documents myself and worked with all these administrators and staff who received your training, it's high quality. It's landing in a very powerful way. Um, but you all have been in this business for a long time. There are folks who we work with who, for them, music education is the end all be all. There are others who say, hey, school nutrition, nothing's more important than what we feed kids. And there are people, you both had a calculus teacher or an AP history teacher that told you the most important thing is my AP psychology class, right? <laughs> so we all sort of come from our just our, our starting point, our mindset of, of what's most important. Why is this work so important to the two of you? I want, I want to understand why you do this. You could have done a lot of things in your career. Why this? Go ahead, Randy. Well, it's personal for some degree with me. I guess I grew up in a family of peacemakers. My grandfather marched with Martin Luther King. Um, they've always believed in building peace in the world, so I kind of took that on. And I also feel like um, the more we could listen to each other as a community and as a world, it makes such a difference. And also it allows kids to be really engaged. And we are in a culture where the epidemic of loneliness and isolation is I'm big. I'm staring at my phone. I'm You're staring sta at the phone. I'm, I'm the 12 years general. old. I'm 12 years old. I've yeah. been looking at my phone screen for four to six hours a day. I haven't looked another human being in the eyes. Yeah. It's, it's sad. Yeah, yeah. So we need to and build this And this gets at that. It really this does. This challenges that. Yeah. yeah. And how about for you? Well, I guess I'd like to go back to the school-to-prison pipeline that you mentioned at the start of our conversation. And I guess I would say to sum that up, that, that was is my ultimate motivation because I actually started my career in this field in criminal justice, working with serious and violent crime and bringing together offenders and victims to have these absolutely powerful dialogues around healing. Um, and I've been privileged to continue working in that arena, but over the last 12 years now, um, I've been working in the schools arena, so that is going upstream. And whenever I work with uh, educators, I always want to start by thanking them because they are at ground zero in terms of being able to prevent the school-to-prison pipeline. And so I feel so much privileged to be able to work across that whole spectrum and to really be working at the start of that place where you can help uh, students learn the skills that they need 
to participate in their communities in a way that really promotes that safety, belonging, and trust, sense of responsibility and mutual accountability. So that's, that's kind of my story. It's where we started talking about the school to prison pipeline. And it's where we're going to end. For me, this is about justice. This is about creating school systems where our students don't have that opportunity to learn taken away from them where their mistakes don't define them for the rest of their life, where their approach, when it's not the right approach, we teach them the right approach. When someone comes in and doesn't show me respect, you're going to show me respect. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to mentor you. I'm going to support you and teach you how to show respect. When somebody reacts with violence, I'm going to teach you why not to do that. I'm going to teach you how to react with nonviolence, how to, how to use your words, how to see other people um, and how to build that strong community. And the work is just beginning. This is your first podcast, but it is not your last. I'm going to rope the two of you into many more podcasts. We hope so. We and, look forward to and it. And continue to push this out to all of our families, all of our educators, and our community on the one SMFC 